like to talk and read all things books and mystery. Funny stories. The characters of youth always tend to be a sleuth. The Hardy Boys will do. Don't forget Nancy Drew. It's a clue. Hello, hello. It's sleuthin' time. I'm Karen. And I'm Kelly. Uh, <laughs> I'm did already I, like thrown off by sleuthing time. Did I get you? I already you got me. Oh, oh, it's so early to be getting me, but my work here, here is here done. It's happened. The it's end. Happened. <laughs> the end. It's a clue. Roll credits. Uh, welcome to It's a Clue, a faux crime comedy podcast. This week for golf caddies. Mm. Up for discussion. Carenzo is Nancy Drew and the Haunted Bridge. Ah, uh, yes. We did read that book. We did. And, I mean, I think we're going to talk about this, but it was it was less haunted than I think you were concerned about. It was 100% less haunted than I thought it would be. and To its, to its detriment, I would say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I lost no sleep over this book. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Unfortunate. Oh, whoops. Sorry. That was my, my claw can. <gasps> claw can. Popping pop right, yeah. I had to refill my, I had to refill my birthday gift. Would you like to tell the audience about your birthday gift, y'all? So, <laughs> Karen got me like a treasure trove of Nancy Drew related paraphernalia for my birthday. Yo. But the the piece de resistance was <laughs> a. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a like a tumbler with a lid on it to to keep your your cold beverages cold. Like a white claw, uh, perhaps. Like a claw, perhaps. <laughs> um, you know, it's an, an essential tool for podcasting. Um, and it is, like, engraved with our logo. Our logo. It I is. I feel, like, so freaking official. I can't even stand it. You are the most official. And I'm so glad you finally have it because it was killing me that you didn't. It's amazing. I'm gonna use it all the time. Good. I'm glad. Truly amazing. And in our in our um in our super schmancy fancy yellow as well. It is bright so. yellow, so you'll never lose it. No, I mean even while you're on the go solving crimes. Although you shouldn't <laughs> necessarily drink white claws while you're on the go solving crimes. However, <laughs> I, I would get real conspiracy theory 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 driven if I were drinking claws while investigating things. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest, I'm actively trying to insert them in these books and my things that would be awesome if I'm glad that you are. It's my favorite part of the podcast, so (laughs) Well, I'm I'm trying to ramp it up. But anyway, here let's before we get too far off the beaten path and we do need to stay on the beaten path that you're right, you're right, you're right. Into the path. Um here is my opening thought to ponder, and we've we've kind of hashed this out already, if you or at least referenced it. But for real, what is happening with the timelines in these books, Karen? <laughs> like it is yet another summertime, like the sixth summertime. Yes, and it's it's date. clearly not a continuation of the same summer. It's, I mean, we have now entered like babysitters club territory. You Does know, Babysitter's Club do this also? Yes. Okay. I think they change grades once, maybe, like kind of early on. I want to say they go seventh to eighth, or it's like the summer before their eighth grade year or whatever. But then they're in eighth grade, and then it's summer. 
and then they're in eighth grade and it's summer and then they're in eighth grade and it's still summer. And so that's basically what's happening here too. And I'm just, I, I have a couple of theories. I, I'd like to have your feedback. Okay. Is this a, like a twilight situation <laughs> and Nancy is a vampire and just nobody's figured it out yet. But like, you know, in 10 more years, when it's not plausible for her to still look 18 and all of her friends are 35, like she'll, you know, fake her death and some difficult to a different rainy area in the Midwest. Yeah. Like some difficult conversations will have to happen about her skincare regimen. Yes. Why she's so sparkly in the sunshine. She may be a vamp. That would also explain why she is so unafraid of the supernatural. Well, that's true. She's like bah humbug. But it's either that or I actually think we've got more of like a Brigadoon situation happening here. Can you where, like clarify that for both our listeners, but also secretly for myself, because I don't remember what Brigadoon is about. <laughs> well, as someone who starred as a villager in Brigadoon in my high school production, you I was crying girl number five and I <laughs> overacted mightily. You, um, I remember you looked very cute in your outfit, though. Oh, I was adorable. You had like a plaid skirt and a shawl and you were the cutest, Mm -hmm. cutest crying villager I've ever seen. I was straight out of mythical Scotland. Outlander. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, So, so Brigadoon, it's a musical, probably was based on a book. That sounds right. Let's go with that. I know the musical. Um, If you have not seen Brigadoon highly recommend it's a gene kelly sid charise lovely little situation but long story short there's this little village of brigadoon that like only appears once every like 300 years for one day and then everybody falls into a 300 year sleep and when they wake up the next morning it's 300 years later so i think that's what's happening in river heights oh I think I think it's just, you know, eternal summer. No eternal whatever day it happens to be. No one ages, but time passes. It makes sense, especially with the last book where we were all saying groovy a lot all of a sudden. Yeah. I, yeah. I I'm on board. I don't know. I mean, it's one of those two things, obviously. It ha- it has to be. Else. I'm gonna cho- I'm gonna lean vampire just because I love a good vampire and I'm unashamed mm-hmm. of my Twilight fandom. <laughs> there is no shame on this podcast. Thank you. Unless we say that there is. <laughs> and today we say there is not. <laughs> Listen, I devoured those Twilight books. I just rewatched all the movies. I did for like too. The fifth time. I did and those, too. They're they're all so bad. I mean, but I love them. But I love them. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite, okay, my favorite shot in in Twilight, in the movie Twilight, it's so bad. It's, she's just met Edward. Oh, I know. Do you know, you know exactly what I'm going to say. I absolutely do, because it's my favorite also. The apple falls off the cafeteria line, and he (laughs) catches it with his hands weirdly open, so it looks like the cover of the book. And you're like, nobody... First of all, no one asked for this. <laughs> <laughs> and then even I, I, it's probably the first time I've ever watched the the uh, credits before, but they go back and they show that moment in black and white with the apple highlighted red. Nice. You got to you got to stick to your branding, man.
So I had something that I thought was very bizarre happened yesterday. And now that I'm going to tell you about it, it seems like it probably wasn't. But I was, let's say, powdering my nose in the ladies' room at home. Mm-hmm. And the power Pooping. all went off. I, no. I, I was using the restroom and the power all went off. And it took me a bizarrely long amount of time to realize what had happened. I was like, it's uh-huh. suddenly very dark and silent. And I came out of the the powder room and Garrett was just staring at his computer in like stunned silence. And we're like, oh, is the power out? That's weird. But then, but then, obviously the Wi-Fi is down. We all know this to be true. It mm-hmm. requires your power. However... Regular cell phone connectivity also ceased at the same time. Oh, which did not well, feel it did not hmm. feel good. No, 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 I don't like that. So we both did what you do in that moment where you start you look at your phone. Yeah, you start googling the local power service to see if there's an right. outage in your area, and nothing. Just Google error messages. Everything I every oh, app I gosh. tried to open error messages. And I looked at Garrett and said, is this happening to you also? And he looked slightly pale and said, yes, my phone won't work at all. And we're like, would, hmm. What did you jump to immediately? Like, I would have probably gone to Alien Invasion. I, I was like, this is it. Um, and <laughs> I, because of where we are located, my uh-huh. immediate snap to disaster thing is the volcano must have erupted. And uh-huh. we're, we're going down. I think we would feel it. If I was going to say, wouldn't you, wouldn't you feel it and probably smell it and like hear the initial explosion? I, I would think so, but you never know. So I thought this was it. And then we went outside to, you know, be the, the neighbors in the village that are wandering around asking, <laughs> hello, do you have power? Does any, is, hello? What's, what's going on? So that you can be on your patio as you watch the it, horrifying thing come toward you yes just watch yeah. it all end white claw mm-hmm. in hand and mm-hmm. for the first three minutes we were outside walking around we live in a city and there was no one outside that's so creepy like a car didn't drive by really it was just sil- silent and don't like that then i started hearing sirens and i was just my brain went to a, a bad place so where did it go to this is it and also, we're deeply, <laughs> like, deeply unprepared for this scenario, which I have a follow-up statement on. But anyway, long story short, eventually we ran into some names. We were like, yo, is your power out? Everyone was holding their phone up Wait, to the sky. T for, for time. Pause. Yes. Did you just, did you just call them names? Yeah, that's your, that's how I abbreviate neighbors. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you gotta, sometimes you gotta check in with the names. <laughs> So we encountered some names. They had not been raptured, and we finally walked five blocks away and got Hang cell on, reception, wait, and a wait, pole went so down. When, pause. So when you say, <laughs> I thought that this was it, you're... So so for me, this is it, is like nuclear war. Yeah, the end you, of the you went, you went You went to the rapture. <laughs> I didn't... Well, everyone was gone. Oh, that's so crazy Every, and, funny, and I and I love it. I highly disbelieve that every one of my neighbors has a bunker for nuclear hideout situations. I would be shocked. So the fact that no one was on the street and no cars were driving by seemed like 
all humans have vanished. Yeah, bad news. Um, but then we, anyway, this is a terrible story. We found the humans. Somebody knocked down a power pole. Our power was out for most of the day. It was fine. <laughs> but then it reminded me to ask, have you ever seen one of my favorite shows of all time? It's a National Geographic show. It's called Doomsday Preppers. No, but I've heard about it. 10 out of 10 stars. Highly really? recommend. It is a documentary, like reality show, where they have found, fa- every episode I think is two either individuals or families who are doomsday preppers. So every episode, like two individuals or two families that are hardcore doomsday preppers, and for 30 minutes they walk you through their plan, basically. Their bunker, their bug out bags, what they're going to do, and the... Isn't isn't that kind of like giving it away? Well, then National Geographic actually, they start a timer essentially and say, all right, the thing has occurred. Do your plan, and we're going to see how long it takes you to... Oh, now that's intriguing. Activate I didn't realize there was a rehearsal. And then at the end, the experts on National Geographic give them a score of how well prepared they would be in the event of X thing happening. So let's say... Interesting. And each person is scared of something different. So let's say you are on this show and you're scared yeah. of nuclear warfare, You would they would start a timer and say, like, it's begun. You just learned this has started. And then they will I mean, score what do, you and what say... Do you, what do you do if there's nuclear warfare? Don't you just, like... Go to your bunker, dude. Get on your knees and... That's what I would do because I don't have a bunker. <laughs> anyway, they yeah, give you point. a rating and a likelihood to survive. Oh, no. <laughs> it's how, so good. How do people do well? Some of them do very well. But see, Kara, we kind of discussed this last week a little bit. Like, I've already told you that my strategy in pretty much any of these events is to just lean in. So you win. I mean, but I don't think that's going to get me too far in Doomsday Preppers. They're going to be like, all right, Kelly. You survived. uh, Zombie apocalypse has started. (laughs) Uh, Begin. And I would be like, point me toward the nearest zombie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't like your. I don't like your. Plan. Is there a? Is there a like? If you can't beat them, join them. Show. There, there isn't. But the, I mean, probably. <laughs> I think that's. I think that occurs more than once in Walking Dead. Maybe inadvertently. But <laughs> Karen, I'm a lover, not a fighter. You know that about me. Love the love the zombies. I that's very now. Sweet. What what I could get on board with. Now this is a very, you know. Hollywood version of this but I could get very on board with having an underground bunker like blast from the past that is actually my dream in like a craft room it's like an activity area yes but I do want it to be all mid-century modern with like a kidney shaped pool and oh yeah a conversation pit flocked wallpaper yes thank you a conversation pit exactly I'm in I mean I could do that right now you know and then you know if it's got you know titanium plate I don't know. I don't know what you need. To Me neither. We got to watch Doomsday Keep out Preppers. the zombies and the... I know, right? No, Karen. We're, I mean, does it give you, like, a count on how many cans of Campbell's soup you should be buying every week? Or That's one like of the that? things they rate you on is your stockpiles. Yes, it is. It yeah. is a consideration in your score. <laughs> I, I... That would be my downfall. Like, even if I got prepared enough, 
And even if when the thing happened, I didn't like sleep through the first 20 minutes of it, which would be my like head start, which is likely I can pretty much sleep through anything. (laughs) I'd wake up and be like, where'd everybody go? And they'd go, oh, um, didn't you hear the volcano erupt? I'd be like, oh, no, I slept straight through it. Like, just didn't even hear it. When did that happen? Six and a half hours ago, man. Like, oh, okay. Well, mm. guess I'm here now. (laughs) Guess I'm here. But, But I mean, even if none of that happened... Uh, I don't think I could last like more than a month without doing like some kind of pizza delivery I, or I would oh, just like yeah. binge eat my entire Campbell's supply. I, I would, I would very much struggle with that as well. Yeah. I will say though, for anyone who likes to think about this stuff, have you ever read the book Wool by Hugh Howey? It is the ultimate bunker book, man. It is so good and I highly recommend it. So if this is, is it instructive? It is, or fic- is it a novel? It is a novel. It is fiction, but fiction, absolutely fantastic. Chef's kiss. <laughs> ten out of ten stars. Yes. Uh, well, I I don't have much to to say, but I I will just to like tag on to this. Mm-hmm. I have been accused of my house lo- being left like I had been raptured before. <laughs> I. <laughs> this is this is a true story. Like a if full... my friend Molly's listening, she will one hundred percent know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> I have this. I have lived by myself my entire adult life, and I have gotten into the really bad habit of just like when I get out of my clothes at the end of the day, I just kind of leave these piles of like pants with shoes in the leg holes, like, like lying a... in the middle of my bathroom floor. <laughs> And it does kind of, I mean, in in hindsight, after this has been pointed out to me. Um, you could see how one would jump to that like, conclusion. I can see how one would think that I had been raptured straight out of this bathroom. <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to check that out. Fascinating. Well, please don't get raptured. I... I, I, I don't I don't know exactly what it means, but I know it's not good, so don't do it. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything good on the other side of the taking. No, there's. The t- I mean, I don't know though. I don't. Th- I don't think you're. I don't think you want to be left here either, though. I'm pretty sure that like if the rapture happens, isn't there like a war situation? Like almost for sure. There's a whole TV show about it in a book series that I can't remember the name of, but like planes were falling. I am. I am much more concerned about like an axe murderer home invasion situation than I am about being raptured. Oh, but. oh, well this is a perfect transition to things that terrify you. This yeah. is actually a thing that terrifies me. So, book intro. Before we get into Nancy Drew, I typically try to have a fun fact for you about the book. There were mm, Yes, you do. Zero fun facts about this book. So, I <laughs> had to go looking for fun facts. Mm-hmm. And this book is, in fact, called Nancy Drew and the Haunted Bridge. So mm-hmm. I, much to my chagrin, last night, late at night, found myself Googling a haunted bridge. And oh, Karen, you oh, are girl. such a giver. Oh, man. I learned some things that... I bet you did. I wish I, I hadn't. Um, are you ready for me to tell you a terrifying tale? I am. I have never been more ready in all my life. Yes. Uh, okay. So the first two to three haunted bridges that immediately came up were in texas so first of all texas what is up why do you have so many haunted freaking bridges so many apparently um so from there i had to whittle it down to one haunted bridge to tell you about and 
I why we could just we could just do this for the rest of the episode. I mean, we could, but I probably would need therapy. Um, Fair enough. Okay, so, so what's your favorite haunted bridge? Okay, so I use the website Atlas Obscura, which if you haven't used it before, it is one of my favorite websites, and it basically allows you to search for a particular city and then just tells you weird things to go see in that city. Ooh, off the beaten path. I've never heard of that. Bizarre things, and it is awesome whenever you travel. So this was in Atlas Obscura. This bridge, Kelly, is called Oops. the Old Alton Bridge. That's its real name. Mm-hmm. And it is now known as Goatman's Bridge. As in nope, don't like that. The Goatman. It's an old iron truss bridge. So you can kind of okay. picture that. Um, yeah. You can Google it. You'll see it immediately. Maybe don't because now I'm scared of bridges. But uh, it has been deprecated to just being a footbridge now. Um, you can't drive mm-hmm. over it anymore. I would also not walk over it if, you know, right. you don't like, love like, a ghost. The story. birth around that thing? The story is bleak and terrifying. So. 1938, right around the time of our friend Nancy Drew that we're reading here, there was a very successful African-American man who was a goat farmer that was living in Mm -hmm. this town, and he was murdered on the bridge by the Ku Klux Klan. (gasps) Oh, no. And, okay, so he was hung off of the bridge, which is horrifying. And the legend says that when these evil people went down below the bridge to confirm that he was dead there was no body on the end of the rope <sighs> and over the decades and this is apparently still happening reports up a month ago this is still happening numerous sightings of a ghost-like apparition it is a man with a goat head that appears near this bridge um, people that have walked on it see glowing eyes staring at them. Other hear, others hear splashing in the creek below. All kinds of, of creepy, terrifying things. Unsettling oh. laughter. Like, this bridge is bad mojo. Um, Ooh, that yeah. is scary. There's apparently another one nearby where this one also wrecked me. Another bridge in Texas, where a school bus went off the bridge because the bus driver was drunk and it was full of children. Oh, and no. if you drive across the bridge at night and you like stop on the bridge, you'll see breath fogging up your windows from the outside, which. <laughs> nope. No, no, no. No. <sighs> so. Uh, oh, that's so free. Mm. In honor well, both of... of those ghost stories are better than the one Nancy dealt with. They are. We So we will tell you all about this Nancy Drew haunted bridge, which was not haunted. So I kind of felt like I needed to bring a little ghostiness to it, yeah. which seems like not my job since I hate a ghost. But <laughs> it is the day after your birthday and I love you. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Who knew? That's like a bridge is the last structural thing i would want to have haunted like i already don't like driving over bridges as it is yeah and now there's like a ghost breathing yeah. on your window uh-uh, uh-uh although in both of those situations i'm kind of like yeah you're it it's fair that you get to haunt oh this. yeah fully on team ghost a hundred percent yeah yeah but i'm not driving across that bridge either nope old alton bridge stay away from it don't do it <laughs> <laughs> well I do have a confession to make. <laughs> what? Um, You're a ghost. I don't think so. 
what is your uh well karen i don't know if you're aware that but we've been doing this thing called a one sentence plot contest oh i have heard tell of that yes yeah and it is traditionally my job to post the contest on the instagram on friday and i just didn't do it i not intentionally just that's okay just didn't do it that's okay it's your birthday week it was the week of your birthday you can do whatever you want i was in full senioritis mode by like three o'clock on friday just i i was like it's my birthday which uh, i mean i'm not i don't even get that excited about anymore but it just i was like this is a good excuse to feel like i don't have any responsibilities for two and a half days and yeah i didn't do anything so anyway um with that being said I, I believe that someone who loves me. Yep. Yep. I took care of it. Stepped in. Took and care of wrote it for a you. Submission. Yeah, I did. Thank you. I sent you a little surprise. <laughs> I decided to take a good old swing at the <laughs> plot submission. I was trying to think of a sports statement and I, it was just gone. I did it. The swing col- was good. Good old college try. That's what I was looking for. Mm, okay. I sent you one. Would you like to read it out loud? I, I would. This is by Karen Mwah. of uh, the podcast. <laughs> um, Karen writes, Nancy Drew learns to use an Instagram filter that adds spectral figures to her stories. Her follower count quadruples overnight. But is she prepared for everything that comes with being an influencer? I also, for those of you that are listening, you may think that was two sentences, and thus I lost the contest. However, I conjoined the statements with a semicolon, so it yes, still qualifies. Yes, I can confirm those clauses were conjoined with semicolon. I did. I actually noticed that as I was reading. I was like, way to skirt the rules, Karen. Oh, thank you. But hey, I mean, for any of you all out there playing, it's a great tactic. Yep. Semicolons for the win. <laughs> Just throw in some semicolons and M dashes. You got this. <laughs> well, without further ado, it is because we have a dude a lot already. There's been uh, much it ado. Is, there has. It is time for today's super fast plot, which is this week written and read by Karen. That's me. And I always have a caveat. Mine is that I highly abbreviated this because, let's be real, this book It was mostly golf. It was all golf. So (laughs) my super fast plot overview includes next to no golf, which is not an accurate representation (laughs) of this book. (laughs) Perfect. Noted. All right. The Clue Crew is staying at Deer Mountain Hotel, a super ritzy getaway that is known for its epic sports tourneys. Carson wants Nancy there to help with a case he's working on that involves a ring of jewel thieves. And on day one, Nancy learns from a golf caddy that there is a haunted bridge with a wailing ghost near the course, related almost definitely. Nancy meets a guy named Martin Bartescu almost immediately, who hits on her the entire book, is incredibly annoying, and changes his handwriting every 13 seconds so he seems suspicious as hell. When the crew goes to investigate the bridge ghost, which turns out to be a scarecrow, Nancy finds a box of treasure buried in the mud. Inside of it is a jeweled compact, which is one of the items related to Carson's case. Apparently, the jewel smuggler he's hunting is a woman who is alleged to have a jeweled compact. Interesting. Nancy learns that there was a woman who lived nearby named Margaret Judson. 
She was engaged to a sexy zoology professor, but broke off the engagement when her house burned down. Nancy thinks she's seen this lady around town, so suspects she's somehow involved with the jewel smuggling because she also had a really fancy compact. They find Margaret Judson's former gardener, Joe Haley, when he almost shoots himself in the face. The Clue crew nurses him back to health and learns that Margaret Judson is a great gal and basically that she had a suspicious lady guest the night her house burned down who is definitely the jewel thieving woman. Margaret had a ton of family jewels, so she was a target of the Ring of Thieves. Carson and Nancy set up a sting operation to lure the jewel thieves to a shack in the woods. Margaret's name is cleared, she gets re-engaged to the sexy professor, the lady jewel thieves go to prison, and the scarecrow on the bridge is still just a scarecrow on the bridge. Martin Bartescu, the clingy Nancy fan who we thought was the bad guy the entire time, turns out to just be the world's most annoying red herring and mansplainer. Also, Nancy plays about 4,000 games of golf during this book with a broken hand and still destroys the competition. She gets a big-ass trophy for ruling at golf and zero rewards for solving a crime. The end. I think that was perfectly summarized. Do you think so? I do. Oh, thank you so much. I was already... Plus, plus 10,000 pages of golf. So much golf. And I, prior to writing that, I had just read the scary stories about the bridges, so I was a little on edge. So, if you know, it's not my best work, but I... No, I think you did a good job. My heart was in the right place, Kelly. I know it was. Thank you. I know it was. You did a nice job, Karen. Well, Thank you for covering for me since it was my birthday. It is my deep and sincere pleasure. And as you read this on your birthday, what were your general thoughts and musings? Well, I have a couple short thoughts, okay? And if we're going to talk about any of these, just yell at me and I'll stop. But Okay. Um, I think I, I is, is like... I had some plot issues with this book, but like for the most part, I'm still enjoying these later books way more than I am the, the first in the series. Um, I agree. I, they're, they're starting to feel more like cinematic to me. Like it's easier for me to just imagine what's happening as I'm reading. Is I didn't feel that way in the first several. It was very robotic and very procedural and it just didn't, it didn't flow like a like a sim- cinematic story would. I couldn't picture it. So I'm having more. I, I just I think I like the writing style more. And I don't know. Maybe that's just me getting used to reading them again. But I don't know. What do you think? Have you I, experienced I that? totally agree with that. The through lines are more. Cons- cons- I don't know if consistent is the right word. But they're more followable. Like, do you remember yeah. when we started this and we had to write the the super fast plot overview and I'm like well this is gonna take six days because I don't even understand what happened and now there is a distinct story being told yes which I very much appreciate (laughs) yes and you know with the exception of like you know endless rounds of golf the it's told it's it's storytelling it's not this happened then this happened then she drove here then she filled yeah. her tank up with gas then she came back home then she picked up the phone receiver then so it's it's much more she it's more we're just hearing the main elements of the story i think so yep 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 approved um, agreed thank you uh next next general thought and musing ned needs to go away oh 100 
100% agreed. Over it. Why do you say that? I'm sorry. I got very excited. <laughs> I concur. Are we going to talk about Ned and real world River Heights? No, I have a no. whole other topic for real world River okay, Heights perfect. today. So Ned is the most insecure and passive aggressive man child ever in this book. He's not good. He's not good. Like he's so... And, like, I'm not going to reiterate, like, every single point that happens. But, like, at one point, Nancy calls him and asks him to, or he calls her. And he's like, I'm going to come visit you. And she's like, cool, didn't ask you to, but fine, if you want to come. Before you do that, see if you can dig up any dirt on this guy. What's his name? Martin. They call him Barty. Martin. Bartescu. Bartescu. Bartescu, whatever. Um and he gets instantly jealous. Like, why are you asking me about another man? And she has to con- console him and talk him down. And it's okay. And it's not, no, 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 no. And the same thing happens once or twice when he's there. Um, he's just, he gets very passive. Oh, at one point she, um, and I'm going to talk about this in a minute, but like she can't tell him everything because some of it she has to keep in confidence for her father and he gets aggravated because she won't tell him all the details. And at one point she says, like, Ned, can you help me with something? And he goes, oh, I thought you didn't need my help. Yes, he did do that. Yeah. And I'm like, OK. Uh, yes. <laughs> like, what's what's happened to my man, Ned? Like, yeah. Ned, who used to be like, anything you need, Nancy. This is this is Ned after four summers and six months of dating, you know? Yeah. Yep. True yep. colors shining through. I also, your first point was the one that really rubbed me the wrong way, is that he has now inserted himself uninvited into one too many situations for my liking, where yes. she's off with her friends, doing a thing, minding her, not really minding her own beeswax. She's No, ins- quite the opposite. But, but you, know, you know, she's she is doing her thing. And Ned calls and says, you might have a little surprise waiting for you. I'm going to pop up on your vacation. Yeah. And, it's started to get have, to a point. I have broken up with men for less than that. It's gotten to a point where I no longer find that attractive, Charming. and I'm now finding right. it more like lifetime movie esque. I would yes. say. Yes, I'm like this is someone ends up dead in a pool at the end of this. Yeah, like let a girl have some space, bro. Yeah, it's it's coming off as very clingy and needy and insecure, and, and then, kind of controlling. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, wasn't a fan. Um, third and final point. Um, we got teased a dog in the last book. <gasps> I Togo. Forgot. Yeah. I Togo forgot. the dog. Togo yep. the terrier. And so we had zero dogs in this book, but <laughs> we did have one mountain lion. We did have a pseudo domesticated mountain lion. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what's happening here? Like, is this a is this a Tiger King situation? Is this a, um, like, Hansel and Gretel situation? It was Did never the, addressed, yeah. You know, like, what was it? Was the mountain lion, or is this your pet? Or did you capture it? Because it was, like, I don't know, killing your petunias? I mean, we, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I had forgotten about Togo, and I feel negligent in that I should have missed him more. You're right. Yeah. We had a dog, and now we don't have a dog. Yeah, I think I think his absence was just made that much stronger by the appearance of a mountain lion pet. And I was like, you know, I just wanted a dog. Like, that's all I wanted. Uh, maybe I, di- I didn't ask for a big cat. 
Maybe he's with Helen, the other thing that was close to my heart that disappeared uh, from these novels. Disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Um, final final comment. Yes. This is the first book where Bess was not described as plump. She was described as pretty. <gasps> Bess. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Yes. I was like, let's maintain that, shall we? Good. Please and thank you. Oh, anyway, how about you? General thoughts and musings? Mm, I don't have much original to say. Uh, learned way too much golf lingo from this mm, book. Mm-hmm. Wrote a few yeah. down. Uh, Any highlights? Yeah. Uh, at one point it was, well, that was a disappointing double bogey, um, <laughs> which I plan to say frequently at work just, going just, forward. Just, you know, like in, in general, like, you know, if you forward a email, if you reply all do an email or something. <laughs> yes. Also, the other one, that sounds, like, gnarly out of context. And I I think this was in reference to a specific type of uh, golf, what, golf cute, golf club. Club? <laughs> club. Wow. They said, grab your mashy, Nancy. <laughs> and I didn't like that phrase. I don't like that at all. No. That sounds wrong. Grab your mashy. Um, anyway, too much golf. And then... I've got the hiccups. Well... You maybe it's because of the cup I got you. It allows you to could be to slug your claw too fast. Sucked in too much air <laughs> with my claw. Um, I already addressed this. Shocking for me to say this, but the ghost was debunked way too quickly, and I completely agree. I wanted more ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, my yeah, f- the the and 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 moreover, the the ghost wasn't even there for a ghosty reason like it was just it was just a scarecrow that kind of looked like a ghost yeah 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 and then the the eerie sounds he was making were just the boughs of two branches rubbing together i'm like come on come on that was and the and the screaming was just the bobcat the mountain lion the mountain lion who was very angry because he was in a cage which he should not have been yes Yes. i was like she's gonna go back there and there's gonna be like a loon you know, they're going to be like straight out of the dowsing locket. A loon would have made much more sense, but it um, would have. I did capture for you my favorite line of the entire book. I bet I know what it is. I okay, you tell me if I got it right because I as soon mm-hmm. as I read it, I'm I could picture you aggressively underlining this. this I well. I wrote it down. It's the one thing I I wrote down. Uh, what I'm thinking of, I wrote down one line in this book. Okay, so on. George kind <laughs> of <laughs> takes the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes George decides to kind of like take the bull by the horns like Nancy is doing something else and George uh, captures who she thinks is the bad guy Martin yeah Bar- she 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 sicks her little henchman Burton Dave on Martin and she's like and has him like him. lock him up into a into a shack and and it turns out then that he is not the bad guy and she basically is like, oopsie. But the way that she says oopsie is, oh, I seem to have achieved the prize boo-boo. <laughs> Which, yep, that's come on. the one I wrote down. It's, it's so, so good. good. It's so good. Um, I've achieved the prize boo-boo. That might, that might be the name of this episode. Nancy Drew and the prize the pr- boo-boo. The prize boo-boo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so good. I, uh it was like George. I like you four percent more now. It, it did. It did warm my the cockles mm-hmm. of my heart for George a little bit. So yeah, uh, I was like, that's the closest George has ever gotten to being like, well, I was wrong. Yep. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Whoopsie. 
Okay, so, as always, classic mystery elements. Gonna knock my socks off with some mystery. I'm about to, like, slap you across the kisser with some classic mystery elements. Oh, good. I don't know what that accent is, but... I, I liked it. It was very aggressive. I loved it. Well, okay, once again, this came up in an earlier novel by Nancy, about Nancy Drew, but <laughs> graphology, which is, like, the study of handwriting. Oh, uh, did it come up before? It did, and you you Googled that word, and you introduced me to it. I don't know why my voice got so high when I asked you, to, did that come up before? <laughs> <laughs> yes, huh. graphology. So the, there's there's this full, like, it, and we might as well go ahead and talk about the Martin Barty Bartescu red herring situation, because these two things kind of overlap. They do. We're going to call him Barty, because that's what the gals refer to him as the whole time, and I can't. It has real, like, uh, Harry Potter connotations for me, if you know, you know. But anyway, so Barty is this, like, extremely toxic, like, uh, just everything gross about a guy that can't, like, take He's no for an answer. Disgusting. He's just gross. Like, he he latches on to Nancy, like, at first sight at this resort they're at, and... Like, just hounds her for days and weeks and follows her around and, like, invites himself to their dinner table. And it just, he's just disgusting. Anyway, um, she pretty instantly, I, mostly because she doesn't like him. And this is one thing Nancy does pretty consistently. You know, she forgives people and lets people off the hook because she thinks they're too nice to be a criminal and then people that are horrible she assumes are the bad guys which <laughs> in her defense is typically accurate it has been books. it has been mostly true yes it has been um in this situation she's like that guy sucks and he's probably involved with this and he ends up not being he ends up being this guy who recognizes her he knows that she's this like famous detective which on a side note i think is kind of interesting because like, it's been something we've talked about before. Like, d- don't people recognize her? I mean, like, even just in River Heights, don't they recognize Nancy and go, like, what's that sleuth doing here? Is she poking around? Oh, but they have to. They have to. Well, so now she's out of town and runs into an out-of-town person, not somebody from River Heights, and he 100% recognizes her and basically decides to mess with her. Yes. He's going to, like, follow her, see what's going on, and, like, and just mess around with her and see if he can't, like, get her suspicious of him. And, you know, he's kind of making fun of her, right? So he starts... God, I hate him so much. I hate him so much. But he sets up this whole fake thing to make himself look like a bad guy by, like, he's he changes his handwriting, and it's apparently a talent he has developed over the years, which seems odd, but whatever. Wow. And wow. she pretty what much cool instantly guy. notices it. <laughs> yeah, right? Good, cool. Good Good job, guy. Um, <laughs> so anyway, she's like, she starts thinking that, you know, he's a forger, potentially, because he's constantly changing his signature, which to me, I went, if you were a, like a forger that was good enough to like have not yet been caught. Wouldn't you do the opposite? Wouldn't you be better at this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. Um, I had to laugh. One time she thinks that she's like, I got him. Like, his his signature uh, that I saw in the guest book is totally different than the writing on this 
card where the florist sent where he sent me flowers from a florist and then she figures out that like oh the, the florist wrote the card <laughs> yeah. it's like oh boo-boo foiled um, again nancy foiled again uh so anyway yeah graphology comes up you know the there's a lot of stuff that we've seen a million times before in these books so i'm not going to go into it but i mean i think I think one of the more interesting ones and like unique to this book, at least so far, is she's working a case for Carson. That's literally the only reason they're at this golf resort. It's the only reason anything happens. Like she doesn't get pulled into a sidebar mystery. She's in the course of working on a case for Carson. She runs into all these characters and a lot of this she is not allowed to disclose even to the clue crew because Carson is working with detectives from New York City. Now, again, I will ask why are New York City detectives hiring a Chicago suburbs lawyer <laughs> to investigate something for them at a third location? That also appears to be an international crime as well. Correct. It's, I'm like, Hmm. I have okay. no answer for that question at all. <laughs> it's one of those unanswered mysteries, I guess. But anyway, this is kind of like the first time that she has not just told Bess and George and Ned and anybody else who will listen. The guy behind the you know bar and the girl she's playing golf with and everybody else, like exactly what's happening. And I think it's, I mean, it's kind of awkward for all of them. It was deeply uncomfortable several times. Yeah. Well, and also it was like, why are Bess and George even here? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But they, hmm. Yeah, because she couldn't loop them in to help. No. No. So anyway, I mean, not my best work, Karen. But like, that's, those were kind of the big ticket mystery elements in this one. No, those were big. They were good. They were, uh, the, the withholding of information was bizarre. It made me feel like. Maybe I'd get some more juice for Real World River Heights because it would damage friendships. It didn't, though. Mm -hmm. They were like, I trust you. Almost broke up Ned and Nancy. I wish it would have. (laughs) I wish she would have been like, you know what? You're not taking this great, and that's a red flag for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk when we get back to River Heights. I'll call you. So let's do it then. Real World River Heights. I took a different approach to this section this week inadvertently. Mm. So I originally, as I was reading this, had a list of my usual three to four items that I wanted to address. However, mm-hmm. one item became so juicy and has <laughs> so much content that I was like, we will, sh- we will talk about one thing in this section. What? So you know my favorite thing of all time with these books is that we talked about this last week. In Redgate Farm, we learned that in the world of Nancy Drew, there exists a registry of all cults. Yes. If you were a and cult. And then last week, there was a registry of painters and sculptors. Yes, there was a registry of all painters and sculptors. So in this book, they start referring to something called the social register. I think they're yes. trying to get dirt on Barty, a.k.a. Yes. Martin, this scumbag that we hate. And they're like, well, let's see what this guy's deal is. Look him up in the social registry. Or the, sorry, the social register. And it was said so casually that... I was like, this seems like it's actually a thing. Yeah. And I Googled it? it and it is a it was a thing then and it is still a thing now, Kelly. No, really? Get ready. I'm about to blow your mind. 
Now, I'm going to read you some quotes from the Wikipedia. But basically, in my mind, I'm like, now we have a registry of all people who know other people? Is this really what I meant to believe? (laughs) Oh, girl, this is so messed up. Okay. It was a historical directory of quote-unquote old money. Oh, God. I hate it already. Yeah, it's the worst. Well-connected families from the Northeast United States. Um allegedly in recent years membership has diversified both in geography and ethnicity but i find that very hard Uh to believe um Uh it is an important arbiter of a family's social status yeah hate it (laughs) yeah it's the worst so um what else did i get for you inclusion in the social register has it historically been limited to members of quote unquote polite society members of the American upper class and or those of old money or white Anglo-Saxon Protestant families, WASP families. Um, the other thing that I wanted to tell you, oh, there's something called the Rob Report. Don't know what that is, but their description of this is the social register bespeaks old money, Ivy League, trust funds, privileges of birth, fox hunting, <laughs> debutante balls, yachting, Polo, distinguished forebears, family compounds in the Adirondacks, and a a pedigree studded with 19th century robber barons. Wow. That was a mouthful. Uh, But yeah. Wow. So I was like. What is a robber baron? I I didn't Google that. That seems like a failure on my part. But. Fox hunting. I didn't know they did that outside of your... Oh, my God. That's so crazy, Karen. But didn't so much of this also just scream Nancy Drew, the yachting polo family compounds of the Adirondack debutante balls? So do you think... Are are the Drews in this? A thousand percent. You think? Yes. Okay. I do. I do. I think that is how she keeps getting invited to all these days. I don't know. But she does a lot of yachting. That makes sense. Yes, she does. Lots of yachting. That's how she figured out how to sail. So, um, that's crazy. And the, do you think, yeah. do you think there are like asterisks behind the families that have like a teenage babysitter available to hire? Like they did in our <laughs> neighborhood social, so, what do you call it? A social directory. So yeah, we had a neighborhood social register. Yeah. Up. And it's like this summer, Karen will be preparing for fifth grade and is also available to watch your cat for a day or two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Are you attached to your cat? Maybe go with someone from the sixth grade. She has zero experience except with the ghost cats in her basement, but those have stuck around for a long time. (laughs) Um, Are you comfortable hiring a 12-year-old to watch your (laughs) six-month-old? Call Kelly. (laughs) We come with activities. Who will call her mother. If anything goes wrong. The second that baby cries. Yeah. Um, the thing, the the quote I will leave you with about this, uh, someone said, if someone wasn't listed, you just didn't know them. So Ooh. if you weren't in this, you were nothing. Um, the weirdest thing, though, do you know the novelist Tom Wolfe? Uh-huh. He apparently in 2002 said he was no longer hearing about the, the social register and was yeah. bummed about it and said... The world of social luster has been so overshadowed by celebrities that it doesn't have any kick anymore. So a womp, womp, womp. It's still around, and people still are in it and reference it and look to it. I guess it's not as much That's of a thing bonkers, anymore, dude. but like it has been alive and well since that is like insane. The late eighteen hundreds, yeah. That is truly insane, Karen. Yeah. So now we have, just to recap, we have a directory, a registry of all cults, 
A registry mm-hmm. of all sculptors and painters, and now we have a registry of all super rich white people that you probably don't want to hang out with. Right? Yeah. That are that are all playing golf together. Golf. In so the days of golf. With a <sighs> with a quick yacht race thrown in. <laughs> exactly. And if you sink the yacht, no big. No big. There's more where that you, came you from. You know the right people. Yeah, yeah. Totally. We're lousy with yachts. <laughs> <laughs> more yachts than you can shake a stick at oh we're lousy with yachts you just made me you just made me snort my drink into my nose you got I'm me i'm sorry i'm sorry yatchets karen we're yatchets. lousy with yatchets thank here you here in ohio mm-hmm. anyway yatchets. i've had i talked about more things i would have also have talked about ned being the worst in this book but we already discussed that so that is yeah. that concludes real world river heights there's a registry of yeah these people <laughs> Well, I like I like a registry better. That that makes me feel better. <laughs> it's like we have documented the fact that you are in existence. We know where you live. Keep it under control. <laughs> yes. <laughs> gotta gotta make sure this doesn't get out of hand. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I do have some recommendations for this book. Oh, I would be upset if you didn't. Okay. So, <clears throat> it would have been awesome if. Nancy and or Margaret had called out Martin and or Ned for this like insane level of toxic masculinity. Like Nancy, the the closest we get, and I actually like this moment, although it didn't go far enough. Nancy finally agrees to go to a dance with Barty and she's in the car with him and he starts driving really fast and it scares her and she tells him to slow down and he says i'm sorry this is just how i like to travel and which i thought was a weird turn of phrase but that's neither here nor there anyway she says um well i don't so either slow down or i'm never going out with you again i wanted more like i wanted a full-on like stop the car and you know slam it and like take her heels off and like stomp down the you know Yes. Um, like, you have made me feel unsafe and I'm no longer continuing on this journey with you. Have correct. a nice life. You suck. Correct. Or, like, I mean, pick any inter- interaction with this guy. Like, when he sits down at their table and forces the three girls to eat with him. Like, say, no, sir, we're having a we're having a we're our own brunch. You're not invited. Get out. Like, so I, I would have liked a little more um, calling the men out for their BS rather than, like, soothing them which is what happens with both Barty and Ned. They get they get pacified. I know. I would like that too. How pretty they are. I would like it if they had done that too, but I also recognize how horrible it is to be in that situation and also in True. that era it's like are they yes. safe saying those things? But yes, well, I wanted to throw down. But and and I could understand it more with Barty because she's like this guy you know like I've just got to deal with him another two days like let's not make a thing but like Ned I really wish she would have been like why are you being insecure yeah he needed that feedback for sure he needed that feedback you are correct um next point so it would have been this whole book revolves around two things Golf. Golf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and jewel thiefing. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, 
The jewel thiefing is entirely past tense. So I would have really loved if there had been some like active live jewel thiefing going on in the book, not just investigating a retroactive jewel thiefing. Yeah, there was no in the moment crime. Correct. It was all investigating the past tense. And like even to the point where the the actual criminals aren't even in the book until they get invited into the book in the last four pages. Like, we don't know Mrs. Brownell. Like, it's not like she's on site. It's not, there's, no. there's, this is entirely a retroactive investigation. So it would have been really great if, you know, Mrs. Brownell or somebody else actually involved in the book had been conducting an active criminal act you know that yeah. would have been pulled into this somehow um one of the things like it chris the golf caddy it would have been awesome if he were part of this and he had been placed there by this jewel ring um to steal jewels from these rich hotel visitors yes um like kind of like a la dirty dancing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know um i thought he was in on it the whole time yeah like that would have been better um it it would have been awesome if like in the same vein like i wish this whole plot of mrs brownell against margaret had involved the house burning down like that house burning down just being a sheer coincidence on the night that all of these jewels go missing i'm like there are no coincidences like it would have been awesome if the plot was not actually to steal Margaret's jewels. Oh. The plot was to steal Margaret's jewels, but to kill her in oh. order to mm. steal her jewels. <laughs> and then burn the house down to conceal the crime. And, you know, maybe maybe she gets bopped on the head. Maybe it's like, you know, some ki- type of poison in her tea or something. But it does it doesn't kill her. But that's why she wasn't lucid when she escaped the fire. Because she's been drugged or she's been hit or something. And that allows her... I don't know. But, like, this... The 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 fire happening, yes, in some ways, was a, it was a catalyst only for this kind of, like, mistaken, mistaken identity thing. Yeah. Yes. You it just made that make more interesting. so much more sense to me. than what happened i i completely agree it was also weird that the the women who were responsible for this were almost shocked they had been caught (laughs) absolutely they were like i did this crime so long ago and Mm -hmm. i actually didn't burn the house down and i am just a co-gang member that didn't really know what was going on Mm -hmm. and so i i felt like it was largely unresolved in that we got these like little timers that were just but we have not busted the jewel thiefing ring no at all no there there will be no jewel thiefing roadside attraction Mm -mm. we are not there yet no like we just got the the soldiers we didn't get the the main i mean well and like not for nothing there was barely a crime against margaret that would i mean that was all just bad timing (laughs) yeah you know, I mean, yeah. it was, it was, yeah, very womp, womp, womp. Yeah, agreed. Um, final suggestion. It would have been great if golf had mattered at all 
to the plot. Like, all of the golf that happened in this book, and there was a substantial amount of golf in this book. Ugh. I, we if cannot any even of it had say. mattered, 100% of the golf could have been removed and it wouldn't have changed a thing. No. Like, yeah. Not, uh, or yes. It I, nothing. It agreed. was just the thing that Nancy did in between sleuthing. Completely. Like, she had to keep changing her tea times so that she could go sleuth. That's how unimportant it was. She was like, I'm going to push chapter four back by two hours so that I can do chapter three a little longer. Was it also then, now that you say this, it was equally unimportant that she had basically a broken hand this entire book. Completely. She. Well, I'm so glad you said that, right? So, so Nancy, yeah, you want to say how she busts up her hand? Well, she ha- she falls off of a hedge or, or mm-hmm. a terrace. And in an embarrassing moment, I think backing away from Marty, who's hitting on her. And she's trying to create distance and she falls off a terrace and hurts her hand. And then this thing that keeps coming up over and over and over and over again with the golf is that she's injured. Mm -hmm. And she has to keep seeing the doctor and it's, will she be able to play? Won't she be able to play? Can she win the tournament with this broken hand? And the hand injury had nothing to do with the mystery just this completely unnecessary golf right plot <laughs> right it was like literally a no pun intended handicap for her <laughs> indeed but my suggestion is it would have been so much more interesting or just not even more it would have been interesting if one of Nancy's golf competitors has entered this golf tournament because they need to win the tournament. So, like, if one of the jewel thieves was playing in the golf tournament because they needed to win, for example, like, let's say that whoever wins the golf tournament uh, gets to go pick up their trophy outside of some, like, big safe because you know it's this big double-handled silver trophy so they keep it locked up in the safe and they need to be able to get inside the safe to case the joint or they need you know they need to be able to see what the combination to the safe is or they just need to get inside the room so they can snatch like the diamond earrings or whatever like then Nancy playing becomes an obstacle to their success especially as she's doing so well so then they injure her to try to keep keep her from winning. Like, if... Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it would be so great if, if, like, one of her competitors in the golf tournament was one of the jewel thieves. that and, and there was a horse in the race for them to win this competition. Yes. 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 Anyway. Yes. I... This concludes my suggestions. They were very good suggestions. And we probably could have spent the whole time talking about this because... Uh, I'm so I'm I was I'm always confused by these books to some capacity, but the golf and the hand and the relationship yeah. of those things just left me feeling yeah. stumped. <laughs> I will yeah, say. it just it I yeah I I mean it, it, it's it's like you can see reasons for certain things, right? Like, but it didn't have to be as much as it was. Like no. she could have played around a golf and hits her golf ball into the woods and that's how she finds the treasure. Yeah. Right? Yes. yes. She doesn't need to play five more rounds, you know, five more games of 19 holes each. No. You you found it. Let's move on, you know? 
Well, it does it does dovetail perfectly into our final section, which is her never-ending resume. And so, of course, the obvious first thing that I will say is we learned this week that Nancy is a phenomenal golfer. Shouldn't um, do anything halfway. No. she. The quote from the book that I wrote down is she, she's just casually playing golf, and her scores attract the attention of the golf cl- of the club's golf pro who urges her to enter the championship tournament for amateur golfers. <laughs> Which she then goes on to win handily. She wins. She, like, she, I I think I'm saying these words right. Like, I don't golf. But, like, she beats par by, like, I don't know, three strokes or something like that with a busted hand. With the lowest score that's ever been gotten on that course and Mm -hmm. by the youngest golfer ever. Mm -hmm. So, blue ribbon golfer. Um Mm -hmm. I think my most interesting thing was we see her be embarrassed in this book. When? Which I don't know if I have ever seen before, but it's the moment we were just talking about when she busts her hand. So Marty Bartescu, mm-hmm. Barty, is all up in her beeswax, and she is backing away from him, and she falls off the terrace, and it is just a very kind of like head over heels, embarrassing, like, like a really awkward cartoony fall and we she's always so poised she's never had like a fumble like that before and the description of of her reaction to that is pretty a pretty intense embarrassment she basically runs away from the situation she's so embarrassed she just kind of like runs away and hides and is blushing and can't believe these people saw her just like floop over the edge of this terrace and it was one of the most humanizing Nancy Drew moments I think I've seen to date. Yeah. You know, you're right. I remember that now. I kind of didn't notice it at the time, but I do remember that. And I did say that. She was like, yeah, she got really embarrassed that people might have seen her fall. I do one of those per day. So she's crushing Cheers. it that this is the first time in 15 books that she's fallen over. <laughs> We've had tinges of this all along, but it's so hardcore in this book. She is so freaking competitive. Oh my god, yes she is. She was taking this golf tournament so seriously. Um, one of the golfers she's golfing against is named Ruth Allison. She's playing super injured. She initially did not care about this at all. She was like, oh fun, whimsical golf tournament. I don't care about winning. We'll see what happens. And then as soon as she starts losing, she's like, activate the plan. Nancy <laughs> Drew doesn't lose. She goes nuts, man. She is not going to lose this golf tournament. And I, I I, don't think she would be a sore loser if she had lost. But I think she would have been destroyed emotionally. Yeah. No, I think so. She. Are you yeah, okay? She... Did you just yawn at me? Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's 9.08. It's an hour and 20 minutes past my bedtime. <laughs> Fair, fair. <laughs> I'm only slightly joking. <laughs> yeah, she she is she is uber competitive though, which again, like you said, not entirely surprising. But she does. I mean, <laughs> she keeps ta- like initially she keeps going like, I'll just be happy if I qualify. That would be such a surprise if I even qualify for the tournament. And then by the time she gets to like, she's now playing one of the best amateur golfers in the country or something. And she's got a busted up hand. It's like, I must win. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was going down swinging at 
Eh? Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. I That wasn't even a good one. I'm sorry. No, that was... What are you talking about? Okay, that concludes... Perfect. ...Nancy's resume. She is a phenomenal golfer. She can be embarrassed, and she is the most competitive lady on earth. (laughs) I think those are all accurate statements, and they're all new for her... Yes. ...resume slash cover letter. (laughs) She's like, my greatest strength is that I never lose. My greatest weakness is I never lose. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Correct. Shinky in the kneecaps. Um, (laughs) So, okay, I have one open question for you. Okay. I have an open open answer for you? An an open-faced sandwich? An open palm? An open sandwich. (laughs) Mm, I could really go for like a hot brown right now. I love an open face sandwich. Oh, mm. with like a little like meatloaf, a little gravy. Yeah, oh, with some gravy. Girl. Like a, little, a little like white bread. Uh, I'm ready for fall, I think. I want stew. Like oh, I like, I love a, same. Hot, a hot dish. I, I am, I can't, I can't anymore. I'm, I'm over it. Like I, I was talking to mom and dad yesterday. I was like, it's, I'm, I'm done now. Like I'm. I'm done. I want, I like being under blankets. Yeah. So when it is so hot that you can't, you don't even want clothes touching you. I'm just sweating under a blanket. I mean. I get it. I, it's, oh, I'm ready. Listen, I know. I don't, I'm not even going to call it basic. The heart wants what it wants. I want some pumpkin spice. I want a hoodie. Yeah. I, I want to wear like a sweater a every day. Yes. Thank you. Anyway, um, here's my question. What exactly is nature lore? Uh. This phrase gets bandied about several times in this book with... (laughs) Nature lore. Nature lore, L-O-R-E. So the... The the zoologist fiance. Oh, the the professor fiance. Yeah, Yeah, the cute the cutie McCuterson. Um, he wasn't when she goes to his apartment. He's not there because he was out on a nature lore hike. And then that phrase gets brought up too about his uncle, who's the guy who like you know almost shoots himself in the head. He's very into nature lore. I googled it. You did just now. Just now, I looked it up just now. What is nature lore? Was my question. Yes. What did it say? This a says, thing in Nancy Drew. Nature <laughs> and <laughs> Nancy Drew only. Nature uh-huh. lore is essentially the use of naturalists' books to open the students' eyes and pique their interest regarding what is to be seen outside. So it's like nature camp. I'm like, yeah. Explain it to me. I don't get it. Uh. Books that tell about nature and science-related topics in a literary way. So that's another thing. Oh. Well, like, wouldn't you do that? Okay. All right. I guess I guess that makes sense for a professor. I'm like, but if you're in nature, don't you just look at nature? I feel like this is for, like, city kids where you're like, yeah, yeah here in the urban jungle, you know, all we have is taxi cabs and woo-woo sirens, but, like, <laughs> out there in nature... We got a mountain lion in a cage. <laughs> I got a mountain lion in a cage. Um, yeah, yeah, good talk. I think so, I think it's like that. I think it's I think it's teach the youth about nature and its meaning via literature 
and other tomes. I accept this answer. Thank you very much. I I, believe we can close our first question. I'm really cobbling that together from a rapid Google search. From your four-second Google search? (laughs) Listen, that's what we do here. Uh, Thank you for that. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Did you have any other open questions for me? Any other open-faced sandwiches for me? I mean, we've kind of already hashed it, but, like, really my only open-faced sandwich is, like, what like why with the mountain lion already yeah that was why not not a thing that ever made sense it just doesn't make sense i mean it would have made sense if he had had like you know a chicken coop back there or like you know a a bunny hutch you know but like who's just like yeah this is this is togo my mountain lion well and he also um, tried to bite my face off and i gave him a steak instead and we've been roommates ever since i mean like who does this and like the guy who was keeping this mountain lion clearly against its will was rendered nearly unconscious and nearly dead by almost blowing his own face off with a gun and which i have follow-up questions like that would have been another opportunity for some improvement like maybe he got caught in the crossfire of a jewel thief. That would no, have been more interesting. He didn't. He did not. He no. somehow. He tripped. And misfired a rifle, which to my knowledge is a very long weapon. Right. And I don't know how you Also, aren't you historically like not supposed to point them at your face? You, that is correct. And I don't believe that his arms would have been long enough for that specific <laughs> type of accident to have occurred. Uh, like having watched many Discovery ID uh, reenactments, I know. Girl, I watched. Impossible. I've watched 48 hours of Doomsday Preppers. So <laughs> <laughs> I can assure you. I basically know You everything. would need a mechanism. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's real sus for sure. Yeah. Okay. So. Well. Anyway. Dear darling sister, I would like to rate this book with you, and I have yes. chosen this week that we will rate Nancy Drew and the Haunted Bridge out of a 12 possible autographed golf balls. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, Karen, it- I, am going, I am going to give it, I think, a fairly generous five autographed golf balls. Oh, say more. Um, I wanted way more ghost. Like, you promised me ghost. We got no ghost. No I no follow like through this is on false the false advertising. Yep. Agreed. Total false advertising. Um, obviously, golf. Yep. I mean, to say I wanted less golf would be to imply that I want any golf. And I wanted 99% less golf. Like, that is how much less golf I wanted. Like, you can um, say the word, but don't make me watch a full tournament. <laughs> Correct. I would even happily go through one game. But okay. We went through, I think, four games. Yes, we did. Matches. We sure did. Bouts. Yeah. What do you call? Uh, yeah. Journeys. A golf journey. We ra- did four full golf journeys. Races. And one of them. <laughs> and Karen, one of them. They even had to start back at the first hole again because they were tied after 19 holes. So oh my like, god. I lost my mind. They were yeah, like, well, I, I guess like, we got to oh, do this one again. So and I'm like, I quit. I quit this book. I'm not gonna, I almost DNF'd this book when they're like, we're going to start that golf game again. I'm like, I can't do it again. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I Somebody needs to win or like, you know, Nancy's hand needs to fall off or something. But like, I can't, I can't do it again. No more golf. Uh, yeah. So and, 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 you know, it lost all of the points for all of the toxic masculinity. Like it was in like, you know. 
in more of a spotlight than I think than ever before in this book. So absolutely like that. Absolutely. Yeah. How about you? Well, you're gonna giggle to your heart's content. I also rated it a five out of twelve autographed <gasps> golf balls. Is this the first time we've ever agreed? I think it might be. I think it might be. Oh, and I same reasons I could have done with a lot less golf for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I could have done with a lot more ghost, which I cannot mm-hmm. believe I'm saying yet again. I know. Also, Kelly, mm-hmm. in light of our conversation last week about doing a cooking episode, I have been yes. very attuned to the meals that happen in these books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are usually six to 12 <laughs> meals mentioned yes. in explicit yes. detail. There was only one meal described in this entire book, and it was just when Nancy is recovering from her hand injury. And they uh-huh. nurse her back to health with orange juice and breakfast rolls. <laughs> oh, I remember that. That was yes, all we got. And, and and pray tell, what is a breakfast roll? I pictured something of the Pillsbury variety where you pop the can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A, cris- a croissant? A croissant? Perhaps. A, a cinnamon roll? I don't know. Uh, a oh, sticky bun? Maybe a cinnamon roll. I bet it's a cinnamon roll. I also thought there was like a lot, a, a huge missed opportunity since you brought it up um, with when she goes to cook the guy's dinner out at yes! the cabin. I was like, what are you cooking? Then? What did she, but what did you make? I know. I asked myself that yeah. so many times. They also, they're nursing the guy who shot his face off back to health and they're like, <laughs> they feed him like a hundred times and they don't say what they fed him. They go to fancy dinner where Barty interrupts and he's like, Hey ladies, mind if I join? Don't know what they're eating then. I'm like, yep. But what, but was it a steak in a baked potato situation? Was it a salad bar? Like I want to nothing, nothing. A chicken pot pie. So I removed a ton of autographed golf balls for lack of food. (laughs) For lack of food. Good. Yeah. Well, it's, we have come to expect it. I mean, we have. Yeah. Ripped it right out of my jaws. Um, so, Kelly, what yes, are we reading next week? There is no doubt it will be better than the book we read this week. We are reading Enola Holmes next week, baby. Oh, I cannot wait. I cannot yes, wait. It is, it is super sleuth time. So, yeah, what... It's uh, the the missing Marquess, I think, is the first one, but it's it's the first in the Enola Holmes books. If you want to read with us, and it's um it's the same book that they made the Netflix special out of. So oh, I had no if you idea. Want to watch the Netflix movie, it's uh, very good. I'm kind of glad I haven't watched it now because I want to read the book first. Yeah, I I have not read the book yet, but have you watched I have the- seen the movie? <gasps> yeah, oh, no. but it's been a while. It's been like I watched it as soon as it came out, which was at least a year and a half ago. I think. Oh, so. it's ruined. No, I'm um, just kidding. <laughs> it's ruined. Quit the podcast. I can't <laughs> wait. And I so weird. Like I didn't know a lot about Enola Holmes, but I it's serendipitously. I feel like now that we've had this on the docket, I keep seeing people talking about it on Bookstagram and oh, things really? like that, and talking about how much they love it. So I am enthused. Yay! I'm really excited. I am really, really excited. Like, everything I know about this character makes me think we're going to love her. So. I think we will, too. Yeah. Uh, Enola, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Yo! Um, well, as always, thank you for listening. We love you. And if you are so inclined, please rate, review, and subscribe. Tell a friend if they also like weird stuff like this. Nancy Drew, super sleuthing, uh mountain lions etc golf so much golf um you can find us on instagram at it's a clue podcast where we will not forget next week to do the one sentence plot submission (laughs) 
Well, we won't do it next oh. week because we don't do Infernola. So, and then we're not doing it the week after because we're doing cooking. So it's going to be a couple weeks. Oh yeah. Well, just kidding. I'm JK. I'm, I'm fired. Uh, anyway, follow You're us on Instagram. Fired. There's a picture of Kelly's cat on there now, and it's very cute. So <laughs> yes, thank you to everybody for the birthday wishes too. That was very very nice way to start my day. So, and remember what we learned today in nancy drew and the haunted bridge karen i what did i learn what did i learn please tell me never count your score until the last hole is played and with that happy Happy sleuthing. sleuthing it's a clue is hosted by kelly biscopink and karen farmer our logo is designed by courtney kyle you can find her on social media at i am courtney kyle the It's a Clue theme song was written and recorded by Danny W. You can find her on Facebook at Danny W Music. Audio engineering is graciously done by our friend Mark Goodlow.